Hi, friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry What the Podcast with Ashley Sleek. I'm sorry, what? It's just like I showed up at your front door, bottle of wine in hand with 30 minutes of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like, who doesn't want to do that? I'm sorry, what? We're just here to talk about all those moments that make you really question what's going on in life. Like, why are you hung up over Brad from Bumble? How did Kylie get pregnant again? And, you know, why are you living at home at the ripe age of 29? (laughs) Or is that just me? I'm sorry, what? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry What the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, live here from my COVID corral, my dungeon, my kingdom of isolation. Um, it is my last day. It's Monday that I'm recording. This is my this is my freedom day, I guess. I think this is my I'm not contagious day anymore. And so I'm a little bit more free to roam the streets. And um I am I feel better. I will say this, like um, I didn't feel as bad as I'm assuming like a lot of people felt when they had COVID, which, like I said, I, I'm, I'm just guessing is because I'm vaccinated at boosters. And also I know like Omicron is a little less. I'm just assuming I got Omicron, but, you know, I know it's a little less vicious, but it wasn't like a great experience. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't like 10 out of 10 recommend. I wouldn't be like, you know, I think everybody should go get COVID. It was such a fun time. Uh, I think a combination of being in isolation and not feeling great, which is super like not my deal, especially because usually when I'm sick, I get a little bit more depressed. But I have to give it to myself on this one. I feel like maybe because I just fucked up so bad on like New Year's Eve, New Year's Day or whatever that was. I think it was New Year's Day that I was just feeling really shitty. Like this whole process, I'm pretty proud of like the mental state I was in because I feel like this could have and should have really emotionally wrecked me. But you guys, it's all about the growth and the journey. And I mean, not to rub it in or anything, but wow, she is she's doing pretty okay. And I apologize because I think what I have left is like a light cough. It's like I don't have to cough loud, but every once in a while I'm talking, it's just kind of like, you know, and so I I can't guarantee that's not going to come out today. All jokes aside, talk a little bit about why I think I was able to like handle this time a little bit more mentally stable than maybe a few years ago. And I think and I was chatting with like a few other girlfriends about this because like one of my friends, her friend got COVID and she's like, she's just beside herself because she feels so bad. And I was like, yes, this is one of the parts about COVID that, you know, is kind of like under wraps. And I don't think a lot of people talk about it. But there's like this very strong like COVID guilt that you get because now you know that like you can potentially you could have potentially infected other people and you could still like I felt so yucky around my house. Like I just felt like every time I leave, like every time I left my room, I had the ability to like ruin somebody's day, which, you know, (laughs) I guess I have that no matter what. I guess I totally have the ability to ruin someone's day. But I was like, I could give someone this fucking virus and that feels so shitty. And it definitely like I mean, Scotland's not here on the podcast to attest, but uh, he will tell you that I cried multiple times, you know, upon finding out. And it wasn't was eventually was I scared for myself? Sure. But my initial feelings was like, oh, my God, like I saw people like I feel how long did I have COVID? Because I really didn't feel very symptomatic. Like I didn't I genuinely 
don't even know. Like, I'm taking my start date of COVID as January 1st because, like, I didn't feel sick on, like, New Year's Eve, you know? Like, so I really just didn't have any idea. And that's how, like, tricky this thing is because it's a combination of, like, the symptoms aren't that bad and it's really fucking hard to get tested. And so that like kind of creates a perfect storm of probably more people getting it because people probably think they just have like I literally thought I just had a runny nose. You know what I mean? Like I would have never gone down like if I thought I was sick, I wouldn't like go see Scotland or I wouldn't like hang out in the living room with my family like I would have like isolated for sure. But you just genuinely don't know. And also like I get a runny nose from my heater. Like when my parents put the heater on, I get a runny nose and I hadn't slept here in a while. You guys don't need to hear my excuses. Right. But but all I'm saying is that like initially I just felt like shit and that feeling of uncomfortability as far as walking around my own house. I kind of like that kind of stuck around and that was that was having a hard time. But I really had to talk myself out of separating what what I was feeling about everybody else and what I needed to do for myself, because the only way really like to get through something like you have to be strong physically and mentally. And and for me, like my physical strength is rough. Like, obviously, I have three chronic illnesses. I fucking got covid. And I was like, well, mentally to beat this, I'm going to have to be on my A game and in order for me to do that. I cannot feel bad about this. I cannot feel bad that I was living my life in a normal way. It's not like I like went out to a club and licked a pole. You know what I mean? It was just I just got sick and and with a virus that's extremely contagious and everyone's getting it. And of course, like I had weak moments where I'm like, I just feel so bad. I feel so bad. But I just knew spiraling into this vortex of, oh, what did I do? Blah, blah, blah. Or even like, at this point, because no one around me was testing, like everyone I had seen had tested, and they all tested negative. So once that happened, I had to stop myself from like trying to figure out where I got it, obsessing over what I did wrong. Like, what did I do to get this? Like, what did I do to earn such a shitty fate? You know, like all those thoughts are so like they're they're immobilizing. Like then you're just going to be sitting in bed. You already can't move. You're already in a and once again, a kingdom of isolation and if you're just constantly sitting there with these negative thoughts, like you're not going to get better. And for me, my focus was, okay, well, I want to get better. I don't want to be sick in this room. Like I don't want to have COVID forever. So I just really tried to focus on like doing whatever I could to make myself feel better mentally and physically. So for anybody else that just got diagnosed with COVID, is diagnose the right word? It seems like a little bit more like diagnose sounds so dramatic. But for anyone else that's like really sitting there and just feeling so guilty, it's like, it is what it is. Like shit happens. And as long as you're not like knowingly going out somewhere with COVID and infecting other people, if you infect somebody, it's probably an accident the same way that you got it. So it's really not worth feeling bad. And I just believe that like if people are going to make you feel bad about it, like that's not right either, because I think everyone's being I for me following the rules the safe. Like I went out and ate in a restaurant, but you're allowed to like, you know, and, you know, it got the booster, did things I was allowed to. And it's just like, it's not it's not worth feeling all this guilt. And I'm sure I'm going to get shit for it. I'm sure someone's going to be like, actually, you should feel fucking bad because, you know, you did something and you fucked it up for everybody else. And it's like, no, I, I, I do feel bad. I do feel bad, but I'm choosing to forgive myself 
and moving on because that's that's the best thing that I can do. And then when people come at you and attack you, it's just not going to affect you as bad because you've already done your healing. You're already you're already past that spot. So they can come at you with all their hate fire, but like you've already passed it. And I, I feel bad, you know, of course. But I think the reason that I'm not feeling as shitty physically is because I really like did the work mentally. I don't know if every one of these podcasts is going to start with all this spiritual heebie-jeebie that I keep get, giving to you all. But I don't know. I had a lot of time to think. I did. I mostly just like sat in my bed. It was hard because the screens were giving me such a headache. So it would kind of be like a mixture of me just laying in bed and I would like take a few minutes to try to respond to text messages or check in with my friends. I take a few minutes, like watch a little bit of TikTok and then I would like move to the TV and then I would kind of move back and I was just trying to like sleep a lot, which was really hard. I had the insomnia really bad this last week. So it was just it was difficult. It just didn't feel really good. And so I don't like recommend it. I think that everyone should do their part. And there were so many things I just like didn't know. Like, you know, I was like, well, I'm wearing my mask. Like I should be good. But it's like you can still get it through your mask, which is scary. And now I'll probably be more of a double masker, I guess, right now. And like maybe a cloth and like the like medical one. But I don't know. It's just crazy. It's crazy that we're still in this. Like I'm really I'm really over it. Everyone's like this is season three. (laughs) of COVID and, you know, it's, it's boring. I think this is one of those shows that should be canceled. Uh, but it was great to, honestly, I, I've decided that my new year's really starts tomorrow. I think I got like a nice 10 days of prepping myself to be a great version of myself in 2022. But yeah, I mostly mean that in the way that like I have not been able to exercise and I was really hoping to do that. I'm not going to be one of those basic ass bitches. That's like, I got to lose weight in, tw- in the new year. No, I just like I really I, I feel better physically when I work out. And that's why I'd like to work out. I've got to work out. Also, I signed up to ref lacrosse, which was is going to be such a journey. I um, obviously was looking for like some extra money. And one of my girlfriends, she refs all the time that I used to play with in college. And she's like, oh, maybe you should just ref. And I was like, God, you know, like I barely played by the rules when I played like, you know, and now I'm going to enforce them. It's it's got to be like when the troublemaker in school becomes a teacher and you're like, what? Uh, but I'm really excited about it, mostly because I think I'm going to look stunning in the ref stripes with the skirt and the visor, like for sure. Right. I mean, and, you know, I'm going to bust out the signature bow. If you didn't know, when I played lacrosse in school, I always wore a bow in my hair. And uh, so I think I would I would ex- do the same for refing. Like, got to look good. Got to add your own fi- your style and finesse, you know. Uh, so anyways, but the thing about that is, is that I'm going to have to run like up and down the field. So uh, it's been a while since I've done that kind of cardio. So uh, the, it was really funny because I was like in my dad's office in his little man cave. And I'm like, hey, so I signed up to ref, but I think you might need to like train me because my dad coached me growing up. And he was always like the enforcer of the running sprints and shit, which always made dinner super awkward. So I'm like, God, I fucking hated you 10 minutes ago. You know what I mean? But it's one of those things where like you hate the sprints at the time. But when you're done, it's like the same shit as working out. Like, I, I don't know anybody who actually enjoys working out while they're working out. And if you do, sure. But like, you know, except for when I was doing UGM, I did enjoy the dancing. But still, it was hard. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm tired. Anyways, all of this is to say that like. I needed I my dad was the enforcer. I was like, I still live here. You know, maybe you can like trade me up again to like be able to ref. And I was like, yeah, let's start tomorrow. Gets COVID. (laughs) It was like about that. No, actually, 
no. So anyway, so I really have to get my shit together. But that all starts tomorrow. Today is the last is a recovery day. And I'm still and I'm going to listen to my body. Obviously, if I start to feel sick again, then I'll, I will slow down. But uh, while we're speaking of New Year's resolutions, I would like to pitch you one. I would like to pitch you a resolution that I think everybody should have because um, I spent a lot of time in 2021 taking pictures of myself. And I thought that that would make me just a complete narcissist, which, as we know, I make this joke all the time. I did take a test. I'm an 80 percent narcissist. And uh, it <laughs> and that's more in the way of like anybody who's like it's said in the description if you're new here, that basically anybody who does something in the media realm is a little bit of a narcissist, like usually an 80% because we like to hear ourselves talk, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, anyways, I wouldn't, I would say this. Listen, you guys, you know, the reason I'm backing up on this, it's because I used to say shit about myself. That's like, whatever, because I didn't have to worry about the guy that I liked listening and thinking that I'm crazy. But now I have to worry about that. So now we have to I think it might be more interesting to listen to the podcast and me say shit and then try to like back it up just so this guy doesn't leave me. But anyways, uh, here's the deal. I uh, <laughs> I think you should take more pictures of yourself because I noticed that like it did actually bring me more confidence, which I didn't think it would do because I was like, there are photos that are just fucking ugly. Like I, for the podcast, every Wednesday I do a photo shoot and, you know, I end up taking like a shit ton of photos and then I only end up liking like five of them. But those five, I'm like, OK, bitch, like I see you. And I feel like as like I could see the difference, like even going back through and stalking my own social media, which don't fucking bullshit me that you don't do. OK, especially you single bitches, because hear me out. I I mentioned this on my um my TikTok and it's like I stalk myself, especially when I started dating, because I knew that not only are probably the guys that I'm talking to going to stalk me, but if they've got girl best friends like moi, like I would stalk all of my guy best friends fucking chicks they're talking to 100%. But then also, if you get serious and their ex finds your page, it's like, well, you don't want to look like shit for the exes either. You know what I mean? So anyways, I was stalking myself recently and I was like, wow, these photos have like really changed from like the first time. I could tell like how kind of uncomfortable I felt in the beginning. And I think that influencers are onto something. And I don't think we should make fun of people for trying to be an influencer. Like those people are just like, bringing themselves confidence by like taking a bunch of pictures and I think we put such a bad rep on it like oh this person thinks she's pretty she must be a fucking bitch it's like actually that's a pretty healthy mindset to have and I wish that I looked in the mirror every day and was like damn you're gorgeous like you know so and having to take pictures and having to post and having to upkeep my social media it's kind of forced me to look at these pictures and be like damn you're gorgeous like I bitch get it you know so this is my new year's resolution for you I'm just suggesting it be more like an influencer and take more photos of yourself. Even if you don't share them, whatever, do them for you. And I, I'm not I'm not saying to take nudes, by the way. I mean, you can. I'm going to fully support you. It's not my thing. Um, as a celebrity, I'm just afraid they get leaked. But like, you know, I just felt like the second I was saying take photos for you, I was like, oh, this might go down a path. Uh, <laughs> also, um, as you know, I'm a hardcore TikToker. Um, not really. I just love TikTok. So I have like a few upcoming stories about it. Just two things that I want to mention. Um, I really didn't I, because I was sick, by the way, I really didn't prep too much of the podcast. So this could be a shit show. 
but I feel like it always kind of is. And I think that's just a part of the Ashley Sleek brand. So anyways, I'm just going to preface that. But I did write down a few things I want to talk about. So there's this new song by Lauren Spencer called Fingers Crossed. If you have not listened to the song, if you're ready to scream sing in your car, girl, all the way. I listened to this song literally from the moment I left my house to my drive to my COVID test in Oakland, which remind me, I need to tell you guys about some bullshit. So like the whole 40 minute drive, I was I literally just repeated that song. I'm one of those psychopaths and I stand by this who when a new song comes out, like I will not sleep until I know all the words to that song. So I have the ability to just listen to a song I like on repeat like a thousand times and not get bored of it. And then I just want to perfect it. Like I have been trying to perfect Cardi B money and it's a rap song, but that's the song I was listening to like before all my first dates. Like that was getting me really pumped anyways. And I not only stand by that statement, I recommend it 100%. If you're going on a first date, Cardi B money, it's what's up. Anywho, I don't remember what we were talking about. This song. Okay. In the song, she says, um, I gave you my hours and advice just trying to fix you and all your daddy issues, but I don't even miss you anymore. Okay, listen. You know when you listen to a song and you're like, fuck, I wish I had this when I was going through a breakup. You know, like I heard a lot of people saying that during Olivia Rodrigo. They're like, oh my God, I would have been upset. And I I did have the the pure pleasure of going through a breakup during Miss Olivia Rodrigo's um, debut album. And this time I'm like really over my shit. Like I I'm over my ex. But fuck this song. If I would have had this song during that time, especially because like I would argue the core of our relationship problems was daddy issues. His, not mine. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. Like I just sing it now because I am obsessed with it, but I don't really feel the emotional connection as much anymore. It's just more like. I don't know. What I love about the sen- sentiment, okay, I guess, if I'm circling this around, is that basically it's like, I cried over you and now I don't even miss you. It's like, what the fuck? Like, I want my tears back. That's some bullshit. Like, I wasted time crying on you and now I don't even care, which is like the epitome of being done with a breakup. It's like, you know what? I cried over your ass and now that shit's embarrassing and I don't even miss you anymore and I moved on and you had all these fucking problems and now I'm going to do better and it's like, ugh. I want all the tears back that I cried. I love it. So this is just my endorsement for that song because I'm obsessed with it. Also, I um, I'm not proud of this, but I watched the Hype House Netflix show and I have to say I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. And it's a big thing because for me, it's very hard to start new shows. I'm not into it. Um, I think they call that anxiety it's a, it's a fickle little bitch. And, you know, I don't, I don't really enjoy starting new shows. It takes me a long time, but I saw the hype house and I was like, fuck, I want to watch this. I want to watch this. And it's not just because I'm obsessed with TikTok, but I just wanted to, first of all, I was like, who are the players of the hype house? I don't remember. And then I was like, what is it like for all these people to create content together and like live in a house? Like that's fascinating. And let me say this. I didn't think the show disappointed. I thought the show was pretty good. Did I think that it kind of shot on everybody except for Thomas? And I was like, yeah. And then what What I thought was interesting is like I spent a lot of time on TikTok and I didn't know some of these people. I did know. I know Cover and Alex 
they popped up in my For You page pretty early on and I followed their relationship. They're actually a big part of the reason I wanted to watch because I was like, their relationship seemed good to me, but a little off, mostly around which they addressed. Like Alex had a fake wedding with Cover. And if if you didn't hear how pissed I was about fake proposals in the last episode, like imagine a full blown fake wedding. So I was kind of interested in that. And they addressed it in the show. But overall, I thought it was like I actually thought it was a really good level reality show. But the whole time, it's just fascinating because they'll show their ages every time they talk, which I think was a good strategy because you're like you, you're reminded that like, oh, my God, this kid is 19 years old. Or like Charlie D'Amelio shows up and she's 17 and they're talking about like her and Little Huddy's relationship, which, listen, I'm a Little Huddy stan. I I I like two of his songs. And I listen to them a lot. I'm a I'm a TikTok music whore. Like I didn't think Addison Rae's song was that bad. You know what I mean? But like I do love a trash music. I love a trash soundtrack. But anyways, you like they're talking about their relationship being like hyper criticized by the media. And you have to remember, like. If they've been broken up for at least a year, then she was maybe like 16 and he was like 17. Imagine having your six. I mean, your 16 year old relationship was criticized, by the way, just so you know. But it was criticized by your peers in your high school. I don't know a single person whose relationship in high school I didn't judge at any point, like just a little bit. You know what I mean? And so imagine that. But on the Internet for and everybody's weighing in like people who are in their 30s are weighing in what a weird fucking experience right so anyways I feel like a fucking loser for watching the show and I feel even more of a loser to admit that I liked it I really did I really did but it did make me feel uncomfortable when there was older like I um what is her name uh Nikita Dragon's on there and she's 25 and she's like the oldest. And I kind of like it feels weird with her like interacting with these 15 or not 15, like 19 year olds for some reason. I don't know. Anyways, I think you should watch the show. It was a really quick watch. I think it's only like 10 episodes or show. I mean, I was in my my kingdom of isolation. I'm going to keep calling it that. And it, what's ironic is you all know that I hate Frozen like so much. But like they, that stupid song has been stuck in my head because I've been stuck alone. And I actually even considered watching frozen last night i was like should i just fucking watch this because like the isolation thing it's in my head and i was like no you've not stooped that low you stoop low enough for the hype house show but not low enough to watch frozen i did however watch the encanto movie i think i'm pronouncing that right you guys i cried for like the last 10 minutes of the whole movie like once i started i could not stop and i think that this movie I mean, I think as all Disney Pixar movies are, they have such important messages. But this one was like, ooh, this was a really good message. Uh, it was, you know, to me, the way I interpreted it was as like someone who always feels like different in their family and they're just trying to like prove that they're worthy and that they're special and they're just like seeking validation. And then you realize that like everyone in the family is just seeking validation. And it's like it actually if maybe if we stop doing that, like everyone would just like come together and be happy. And it was just like chef's kiss. I was like chef's kiss on this movie. And then I just sobbed so much. And luckily I had like popped a night quill. So it was one of my favorite things of like sobbing to, to bed, like sobbing to going to bed. Like if you're depressed, you know what I'm talking about. Like the cry to falling asleep is like one of the best cries. It's like, oh, yes. 
because then you wake up and like your eyes hurt and you're like, ugh. but then you're like, that was nice. That was nice. So I think I did need a good cry. And I was glad that I got it out over a movie and not over my like own life. Oh, I forgot to mention in the hype house, I learned a new term called pussy stunting. And I'm obsessed with it. It's basically just walking with confidence. And I've never heard this term before, but I would like every time I go out for girls night, like I would like us to pussy stunt. And I just I'm making that statement now. So all my friends know that we're going to like it's walking with confidence. I mean, like I have a vagina. I'm better than you. Isn't that fun? Love that for us. Uh, anyways. <laughs> OK, so um. I couldn't decide if I was going to make this my I'm sorry what moment of the week, honestly. But I think I'm I think I'm just going to talk about it here. Um, why do people why are people like not mad at Jordan Woods? You know what I mean? Here's the deal about it. It's that Tristan Thompson's also in the wrong. Right. But everyone's saying now that Tristan's cheated again, they're like, Chloe owes Jordan an apology. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. Tristan Thompson's also a piece of shit. Yes, absolutely. But that does not discount what Jordan Woods did. Like, why are they why are they being treated as the same thing? They're separate. Like, the, yes, they cheated together. Tristan Thompson should still be like crucified. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that Jordan Woods should have an apology addressed to her. Listen, at the end of the day, in my opinion, it was more of a betrayal. And I know you're going to be fucking pissed at me about this, but hear me out for Jordan than Tristan. Tristan is a male piece of shit basketball player. Half expected. I'm just saying I'm not trying to be an ass. I'm just saying Jordan is a friend. And I'm not saying like what I don't agree with was Chloe staying with Tristan and being mad at Jordan. I'm with you on that. She should have left Tristan the very first time. But do I think she's still justified to be mad at Jordan? Absolutely. Absolutely. That was her friend. Her friend. Her little sister. Slept with her mans. She gets to be fucking mad. That doesn't just because Tristan Thompson's still a piece of shit doesn't mean all of a sudden we're like, oh, you know what, Jordan, it's good. And you know what I think is so funny about it? People love Jordan Woods after this. This girl's skyrocket career skyrocketed after this. And you know why? Because we hate that we created the Kardashians. As an American society, we are so mad at ourselves that we allow these people with quote unquote no talent to become famous because we're the only ones who did it. We're the ones who kept watching them and following them. So we love to tear them down. And Chloe getting cheated on creme de la creme. Do I think she should have left Tristan? Yes. Do I think Tristan should have been absolutely ridiculed in the news and like destroyed? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do I think Jordan Woods deserve an apology? Not really. Do I think that they can move on and like, I, do I think it should still be a story now? Basically, no. Like, who cares? Like, it happened so long ago. But I, I am a little annoyed with everyone being like, she deserved an apology. Tristan Thompson sucks. She still fucked her friend's man. Bottom line. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> As you know, I kicked off my 2022 by getting COVID. Listen, it was it was an interesting move on my part, but I did it anyways. And one of the best parts was I had to sit there and think about like all these things that I had to get done. Right. But the one thing I didn't have to worry about was bread. I knew that no matter what, I at least could eat toast 
because my bread club was coming. And I really recommend, listen, nowadays we're going right back into isolation. You're not gonna wanna go out to the store. So why would you wanna go grocery shopping, sit around the bread area with all these hundreds of people trying to decide what bread to get when you could just get it delivered right to your door. The Keith Justo Bread Club is where it's at. I'm telling you, if you have a New Year's resolution to like be smarter, this is the way to do it, okay? You get, each month you get four different loaves. So you get two baguettes, a sourdough loaf, and then a surprise loaf, which I always think is so fun. And I have such a good time trying to figure out like what recipe I wanna use next. Like it's just the best. So I highly recommend that you get this bread club. You can sign up at kgbreadclub.com plus you are gonna get 50% off your first box just by using promo code SLEEK. You can find the whole link in my bio on Instagram at Ashley Sleek. That's kgbreadclub.com or find the link at Ashley Sleek on Instagram. Well, obviously like I feel bad. I don't have like, I don't have too much juicy dating tea because I've just been here in my room all by myself. But I will say this, um, I am very excited to get to go for a date night on Friday with Scotland. And I was thinking about this because um, there's a small chance he might be able to come wine tasting with me on, on Saturday and some of my friends. And I was like, what do you think is more intimidating to me? Like friends or parents? Because I think the obvious question is parents. But I was like, is it is it like super intimidating to meet friends? I would be nervous. Like I'm I'm nervous meeting anybody because I like have to work it through my brain that people don't hate me. So I'm like, these are just new people to not hate. And also like, of course you want the friends to like you. Like their opinion is extremely important, right? And then I was like, and you know, parents, they have like silent judgment, you know? And friends are gonna like tell you straight up what they think. Yes and no, of course, like but it's it's like they're both they have their equal intimidation. I meant to ask this this week on the Instagram. So I think I'm going to ask it on my Instagram when I post the podcast. So if you're listening on Wednesday, um, please go weigh in on what you think is more intimidating to meet friends or parents, because I'm really curious. We can talk about it again next week and I'll ask Scotland for you while he listens to the podcast so he could just tell me what he listens. But I, I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting. I don't I mean, my friends are really fun. I would be excited to be my friends because like they're fun. For the I'm sorry what moment of the week. Listen, I would never shit on another podcast. So I want to make sure it's clear that this is not what I'm doing. Okay. Especially because this podcast, I didn't even look up which one it is, but they they have a Barstool logo in their back. So like they're owned by Barstool. They're like way more important to me. And it's not so I just like I want to make this clear. This is not a shit talk, but I was scrolling through my TikTok and I saw a clip from someone's podcast and they had said, made this joke, which was a funny joke, but I just want to weigh in on it about how women might have girl boss too close to the sun on the whole like having like rights thing. Right. And this is not the first time that joke has been made. But their examples were that like men now don't like help. And like if they see you struggling, like the example was that, like, oh, I was putting up something in the office and no guy wanted to help me because they're like, oh, you're independent woman. I don't want to offend you. And I just need to make this statement because this is not the first time I've heard this. Listen, a man's not not helping you because he thinks you're an independent woman and doesn't need it. A man like that's not helping you because he's a fucking asshole and he doesn't want to. Okay, like I, I 
if a man tells me that the reason he's not doing something is because I'm an independent woman, I'll do it myself. He's not saying that to be nice and a feminist. He's saying that to throw it in your face, because also if that was the real case, gaslighting wouldn't exist. I'm just saying that, like, we didn't go out there and get voting rights and then men were assholes to us out of nowhere. Like, please, please. And so I just when I heard it, I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like you think? And at first I was like, they're just joking, right? Like I, I got the whole joke. Like I know that they're like nice, strong, like feminist women and everything. And I know that they didn't mean we shouldn't have rights. But I was like, I just I really hope that you don't actually think that the reason that these guys are not helping you lift boxes and shit is because they're like intimidated that you're going to be mad because like also that logic could go for anything. Like I as a female could go up to another female and say like, hey, can I help you carry that box? And they could be rude to me and they're not rude to me because they're some crazy feminists are just a bitch. Like, you know what I mean? Like if they're like, um, no, I can do it myself. I don't need you. Okay. Well, they're, they're just a bitch, not a feminist. Like the fuck. It hurts me that you think that it's your fault that a guy's not helping you, honey. No. So anyways, that is my I'm sorry what moment of the week. And this is the I'm sorry what podcast with Ashley Sleek, who's going to get herself in so much trouble. Um, But anyways, I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for going on my COVID journey with me. I'm happy to be like re reassociated with the world. Like I couldn't wait to go to Trader Joe's and I'm super excited to go to Target. I see they have all their Valentine's Day stuff out on the dollar section. They've got some cute shit this year and I want it. I've just been sitting there on TikTok, like seeing all the things in the outside world. I can't wait to go out there. So make sure when you're going out there, you're being safe. Of course, this variant is very contagious um, and it doesn't take much to get it, I don't think. So anyways, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe and download. That's where the money's at. And uh, follow me on all social media platforms at Ashley Sleek. You can check my new wedding tips segment on my TikTok, also at Ashley Sleek. I love you all. Okay, bye.